Hi, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Love Letter Project. My name is Leisha Renice, and I'm so happy that you are here. Yay. As I record this episode, today is actually my Pop Pop's birthday, my grandfather on my mother's side, and we're going to be talking about him today and what I learned from his life. But first, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're doing okay. Um, yeah, it's been a lot going on. I need to acknowledge that. I think this this world does a good job at pretending that everything is normal and everything is okay, as if the world is not on fire, as if our hearts are not broken, as if we don't feel helpless about what's happening around the world in Palestine. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. There's a collective heaviness and confusion and anger and hopelessness and helplessness, this feeling of not being able to do anything about the suffering of other people. I want to let you know that you don't have to pretend to be okay. You don't have to pretend that this is normal. This shouldn't be normal. This is not normal. This should not be normalized, but it has been. No one should witness so much suffering and still be so callous and unkind and cruel. So if you're feeling heavy, congratulations, you're human. We should all be sorrowful. We should all be angry. We should all be up in arms. So I want to acknowledge that right now. And I also want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being here, for being patient with me, for being kind and generous. I read you all's comments. I read your review of the podcast and it really brightens my day. It makes me feel good. It just makes me feel really, really good. And I could use those good feelings. So thank you so much. Keep them coming. I'm reading them. I might not be able to get to all the responses, but I I see them and I honor them and I honor you. So thank you so much for being here. So like I said, we started our series about lessons from our ancestors, and hopefully you are inquiring about your ancestors and your elders. Hopefully you're writing down the stories, writing down the lessons, capturing and remembering your ancestors to keep them alive and to honor the legacy that they left for you. And today I want to talk about my pop-pop. So my pop-pop was born November 1st, 1911 or 12. We're still not sure of this age. I'm trying to figure it out. But either way, even if it was 1912, I knew this man. And the fact that I was so close to someone so born so close to the beginning of the 1900s, I just, whoa. And he passed away while I was still a child. So there were still stories that I wasn't able to ask him about family members that I wasn't able to ask him about in his life in general. Like, how did you get from Missouri to Pennsylvania? How'd that work? Um, I still don't know, (laughs) you know, Uh, and I have family out in Missouri somewhere. So shout out to y'all if y'all are listening that I've never met. And it breaks my heart that I don't have these connections and that I was so close to those connections and didn't have enough time to ask those questions. And And I don't beat myself up about it because, again, like I said, I was a kid. But there was also things that our family just didn't talk about. And it's very interesting. And I really find myself being the historian of my family, capturing the stories, the pictures, the the whole person, people who have passed on. And I love that. And I love that. But just because my pop pop wasn't able to like, you know, vocalize the stories, vocalize the things that he went through to me, he still left a legacy and an imprint on my life forever. My pop pop was not a man of many words. He was not a man that did a lot of fussing. But when he did speak, people listened because they valued him. And the first lesson he left me was to mind your words, measure your words and make them count. Like I said, my pop-pop didn't say much to me, but he said everything, right? He wasn't a man of many words when I met him towards the end of his life. I don't know how he was earlier, but when I met him, he was very quiet. 
he was very quiet, but he was self-assured and he was he was strong. You know, he I would walk past him and he would grab my arm and shake his fist at me. And as a child at first, I was afraid of that. But then I realized looking back at my mom that it was love. My pop pop loved me. Yes, my pop pop told me he loved me, but he wasn't very vocal. And coming from a house where we talked, everybody talked, there was always noise going on. That was the first time I experienced quiet love, a love that felt strong and secure but it was quiet. It didn't have to be loud to be felt. It didn't have to be, you know, verbose to be known. I know my pop-pop loves me. I know he loves me. And it's not because, you know, he sent me a bunch of cards and, you know, he was, you know, giving me all these words and all this affection and things. No, he loved me. And I felt that in his love. So my pop-pop was the first person to tell me with his actions to measure your words, make them count. Sometimes we can talk too much, Like I'm all about talking and conversing and sharing our words, but one of my fears is talking too much, saying too much so that my words are watered down so that what I say isn't taken seriously. And sometimes that's not a me problem, it's a them problem, whoever's listening. But I really do wanna make sure that what I say, I mean, that what I say, I can stand behind, that I think before I speak, that I sit with it before I speak. So that's the first lesson I ever learned from Pop Pop, and I will carry that with me for the rest of my days. Just because he didn't say a lot, his love was felt so strong. And also, again, when he spoke, you listened because you knew that it was important. He didn't find it important to interject himself into every conversation or to offer, you know, counter arguments. It's almost like he got to this place where he felt like, that's what it felt like to me anyway, as a kid. Like, it's not worth all the trouble all the time. You're trying to conserve energy. You're trying to speak when it matters, right? And not just cause a bunch of chaos and noise and destruction because our words can destroy. And my pop-pop was very thoughtful with his words. That's the first lesson my pop-pop taught me. The second thing he taught me was to spend time appreciating the love and all you've done. Spend time appreciating the love around you and everything that you've done. My my pop-pop took time to savor. So like I said, my pop-pop was not a man of many words, but the rest of his family was, okay? We would go to Thanksgiving, the house would be filled to the brim with people and like people still coming in and it's really loud and there's smoke in the air and the TV's on and people are yelling and like laughing. My grandmother's house was a very loud place to be during Thanksgiving and I loved it. It was just filled with love. It was a sound of love to me. And pop-pop would sit back and he would laugh at the jokes. You know, he would cough every once in a while, but for the most part, he was just observant. He would observe. And he and my grandmother had eight kids and he also had a daughter. And I just like, imagine getting towards the end of your life and just sitting and watching your kids and their kids and their kids and their cousins and their spouses and the friends and looking on at this community that you helped create. My pop-pop was very present. Like he was a very present man, observant. He caught everything. He just didn't say a lot, but he took time to appreciate everything that he had. The house that my grandmother lived in, he built, you know? And there's so many stories in that house about how it almost burnt down and all these different things. And and I just, I can't even imagine what it is to be that old, you know, that old in age and to have seen so much and experienced so much and get to this place where you're just like, wow, look at what I've helped create. Without my pop-pop, I would not be here. You feel me? Like, and so even him enjoying me is is amazing to him because he's witnessing the daughter of his own daughter. You know what I mean? So so that, like he taught me how to honor and hold sacred and dear what is most important. 
Our whole family will get together for Thanksgiving or for a funeral or something else, and we'll exchange stories about my pop-pop. And I'll hear just how serious he was about taking care of his family. He worked at a fruit at a fruit stand, at a fruit store, to be able to afford groceries for his family. He made decisions. He made sacrifices for his family. Like that is love. He grew chickens and he had a garden in the backyard and he would take the chickens and kill them and cut them. And and it sounds violent, but he would feed his family. Like he did that with the work of his hands. The house that they lived in was built with the work of his hands, right? And all of that was an, was an expression of love for his children. I'm sure it's not fun to kill and, you know, defeather a chicken. I'm sure it's not fun to work at a fruit stand, but like you got eight kids at home. You have, you have mouths to feed. And my pop-pop took care of his family without complaint. Was he perfect? Of course not. Who is, right? But the love was still there. The love was still, still felt. And even as a child, the love radiated throughout the house that he built for his, for his, for his bride and his kids. So every time I walk into the home that he built, I'm reminded of his love. I'm reminded of his legacy. I'm reminded of his love for me. He built that house, not just for his kids, not just for his wife, but for their friends and their extended family. Again, how I talked about at Thanksgiving, how random people would just walk in and everybody just, hey, they would leave the door un- unlocked. It was something that was so unheard of because he wanted to share that love. He didn't just create that house for his family, like yes, for them first, but also for the community. And I just... I'm just so, I'm just admiring just his love. Even in this moment, I'm just in awe of how dedicated he was to showing love in the way that he could express it. So thank you, Pop-Pop. Another thing my Pop-Pop taught me was to meditate. No, he was not a meditation guru. He was not into yoga or anything like that. But my Pop-Pop was mindful. My pop-pop and my grandmother grew up in a time where there wasn't so many distractions. There weren't so many distractions. Like, yes, they watched TV, but for the most part, what they like to do more than anything else is to sit on the porch and smoke a cigarette. (laughs) My pop-pop and my grandmother would sit on the porch and smoke a cigarette or a couple or a few and just look out into the trees across the street. They would wait until people like would drive past and they would wave to people. But for the most part, they sat in silence together just experiencing life and and love for each other. Like how beautiful it is to reach that old age and to sit on that porch with the love of your life, just allowing time to pass through in between both of you, you know? So no, he wasn't sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce. He wasn't doing any of that, but he was sitting and being present with his cigarette. His cigarette was like his meditation. Let me just take a moment for myself, albeit, you know, unhealthy and not good. I am not an advocate for smoking, but that's what they did. That's what they did. They smoked. And I feel like when they smoked, it helped relieve their stress. It, it, it helped them to meditate on things, to be present in the moment and also to process some stress, right? Like there was a lot going on that they did not talk about. There was a lot of, of pain and sorrow that they experienced that I never knew because they never shared it with me. You know, and obviously they grew up in a very different time. Again, my pop pop was born in 1912. So I don't know what it was to be a black man back then, born in Missouri, traveling to the north, you know, what I'm saying to the northeast. I don't know his story and I would love to know more at some point. But all I knew was that when he was smoking his cigarette, this is his moment. When my grandmother was smoking her cigarette, that was her moment. They would sit together and be present with one another. So thank you, pop pop, for that, for always reminding me to take a moment for myself, even if it's in the bathroom, right? Or just sitting outside on my own porch. The older I get, the more I love sitting outside and just doing nothing, admiring nature. It's almost like 
They had the cheat code. They had they had the secrets that we didn't know yet. While we were so busy and frantically chasing more and the next thing and, you know, development and all this other stuff, they were so content with what they had. That's actually my next lesson, to be content. But they were so content and they were so present. And it's almost like they were so aware that none of this means anything. That what means something to me is sitting on the porch with my love, smoking a cigarette, looking at trees and waving to our neighbors. They prioritized what mattered most to them, nature, right? My pop-up, my grandmother, they loved camping. They loved fishing. They loved being outdoors. And I think I get my love of outdoors from them. From them, whether they know it or not, you know, whether I saw them do it and was inspired or because it's in my genes, they are so, they were so, they live so close to the ground. They live so close to the ground while we were chasing up and trying to reach the next thing. They were content with what they had. And people would look at them and say, you don't want more. You don't want different. And they were just so content with what they had. I remember my cousin used to work at, he used to have this business where he sold shoes and they were fancy shoes and very expensive name brand things that I don't really know that much about. But he used to sell those shoes and he gave a pair of those shoes to my grandmother. And, you know, people who are very precious about their things, like they, they're like, oh, I'm only wearing these shoes on special occasion. My grandmother got those shoes and wore those shoes every single day. And so some of my cousins were criticizing her, like, grandma, you're not supposed to be wearing them shoes every day. And she's like, they're shoes. <laughs> like, what else am I supposed to do with them but wear them, right? She was not concerned. She was not concerned with what y'all thought. Shoes are to be worn on your feet. She was, she was not taken with the flashy things. Like, she was very present She knew who she was. And my pop-pop was the same way. My pop-pop knew who he was. Towards the end of his life, I remember he had to get his leg amputated. And I remember visiting him in the hospital because my pop-pop was tall. And I remember visiting him in the hospital. I I don't think that I understood exactly what was going on. He had circulation issues toward the end of his life. So they had to amputate his leg. And I remember just feeling like, wow, like how could a giant be sick? Not my pop-pop. Not my pop-pop who was assured and like confident, you know, not my pop-pop. And then at some point he had to get his other leg amputated um, and it caused a lot of issues and he passed away. Unfortunately, I don't know what exactly was the cause of his passing away, but I think it has something to do with his heart. But he loved so hard. My pop-pop loved so hard. And even though he wasn't loud, he didn't make a lot of fuss. He didn't draw a lot of attention you paid attention. You wanted to sit at his feet and just listen. You wanted to be around him. You wanted to soak up his love, right? And to this day, I'm still able to soak up his love and his messages. Be content. Know what you have and know what matters. Do you feel restless? Do you feel uneasy? Maybe you're pursuing things that really don't matter. And I'm not saying to not go for the goals that you have in your heart. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that sometimes we prioritize or we're taught to prioritize things that actually don't matter, things that keep us away from the ground, things that keep us away from love and contentment, connection, community, the things that really matter. We're so caught up in trying to get a big house so that we can live luxuriously, but how are you gonna share that house with your community? What are your priorities? What really matters? And my pop-pop lived a life of love, period. And I am forever blessed and forever grateful that my pop-pop existed and that I was able to meet him on this side of heaven. I'm so grateful for the love that I still feel radiating throughout this family. Every time I walk into that house, I'm reminded of the love that my pop-pop even had for me. I miss him. I love him. And I honor him. 
And again, I hope that this is an invitation for you to consider your own ancestors as well. What can you learn from your ancestors or your elders that you still have here today? It's been a long time since Pop Pop passed away. And I still remember him and I still remember the smell of the smoke in the air. I still remember the sound of his laughing. I still remember him chuckling and coughing. I still remember him sitting on that porch looking out into the woods. And I would wonder as a kid, like, what are they they doing? They don't want to watch TV? No. They've seen it all. They've experienced it all. They had wisdom beyond anything that I could understand. And the love that they had for one another, my my grandmother and my pop-pop, the love that they had for one another was beautiful. So on this day, on Pop-Pop's birthday, Pop-Pop, I love you. I honor you. I miss you so much. And I thank you so much for all that you've done for me. And I hope that you all have learned something from Pop-Pop as well and that you can take Pop-Pop with you, take lessons with you. Maybe you didn't know your grandfather. You can use my grandfather as your grandfather. That's allowed. It's okay. We are all in community. We're all here for one another. I'm just so grateful that I was able to meet a man as great as my pop-pop. So until next episode, you all, I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening, so much for caring, so much for allowing me to grieve and to process my grief, grief that I have not really processed. You know, we our, our people pass away and we're just taught to just kind of get over it. We don't even have a time of mourning. We don't have a time of, time of grieving here in the States. Not really. You know, it's just kind of, okay, back to work. Like, have you really sat with the grief? The grief, there's grief from me missing him. There's grief from me missing what could have been. I wanted him to meet my husband and and show him how much he reminded me of him. I wanted him to meet my kids, you know, but now they still will because I still plan on keeping his legacy alive. And I carry his legacy with me, with everything I do, all the people that I touch. I'm grateful. So thank you again. All right, for real the time, (laughs) this time. Talk to y'all later. Bye.